0: You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast, enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Would you just say good morning to someone sitting close to you this morning? Thank you, Father. This morning, I just want to speak to you concerning what has been on my heart. We started dealing with last month, but I felt that there's something I should continue talking about and bring us to that place of understanding. i like to read Isaiah 48, verse 17. It says there, Thus saith the Lord, Thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. He said, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit. Then it says, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Hallelujah. I will to focus on the part that says He teaches us to profit. Glory to God. And when we talk in terms of profit, by saying that God teaches us on how to get a harvest from the seeds. He had made available to us. God teaches us how to grow our capital, or He teaches us on how to maximize capital. Hallelujah. So, my focus this morning is to establish what I call and what do I mean by that? You know, most of the time when we talk about somebody being an entrepreneur a lot of questions come to people's minds. When we talk about people being enterprising when we talk about people Contributing and adding value to the community that they live in. This thought comes to their mind. Now, what's the thought? The thought is, what if I am not wired that way? Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? So that brings us to the question Is entrepreneurship a gift or a skill? Are we together? Is it a gift? Or a skill because most of the time you've seen people <laughs> try to do something and then you say "Ah, I don't think that thing suits the person God for reality television it has its good sides and it has its negative sides because anybody that can pay the uh, entry tickets can be part of a a talent show are you understanding me? so they say oh if you want to be uh, so 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 Um, singing talent um, pay in such amount of money to the bank and come and audition and then every Tom, Dick and Harry goes there and then there are some people they come out to sing I I use the singing one because it's more common and you begin to wonder what were they thinking are you with me what were they thinking now you can't overlook the fact that people wonder who, who told him or who told her she can sing what entered into our head, or what entered into his head to go for the competition in the first place? Why does just give the chance to those that already are inclined? Now, the good, the, the neg- there's a negative part of that, and there's a positive part of that. In the same way, if we say, okay, Anybody that wants to go do a business or be enterprising should come. And everybody can come. Are you understanding me? Because you gave the invitation. And everybody can come. But today I want to just answer that question. Hallelujah. Whether entrepreneurship is a gift or is a skill. And I'll give a few definitions here. Now, I'm using the word gifts more as the general term you call talents. Right? I'm talking about an inborn ability. Okay, So I'm talking about a natural gift which might be different from a spiritual gift. Hallelujah. Of course, you know that all things at the end of the day are spiritual. But the point I'm making is that these gifts didn't come as a result of someone even getting born again. Hallelujah. The gift didn't come as a result of someone receiving the Holy Spirit. Just naturally, as a child growing up, the person just had this natural ability. So it's an inborn ability. That's what I mean by gift. Okay, so I'm using gift in that context. Are we together? Then a the skill Is an ability that is learnt. Are you listening to me? It's an ability that you learn. You were not born with it. You learnt it. So the question now is entrepreneurship. Is it a talent? Or is it a skill? Praise God. Um... There's a management um, expert, and history had proven over the years that he was actually saved. His name was Peter Drucker, and um, he, he was the one that made a statement that when he heard about grace, he knew there was no better deal, so he took it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the world won't want us to talk so much about his faith. So, he made a statement, and he was talking about um, effectiveness, alright? And then, he said, what makes people effective? That he, you know, he was establishing that, you know, effectiveness can be learned. That's summary of it. That's in essence, let me put it better. Excellence, alright, can be learned. So if someone is mediocre or half hazard about whatever they do, it is an absence of a skill. Hallelujah. Because it can be learned. That's how you can see someone or a company or an organization that was disorganized and after a while, they organize. That means they learn something on the way. Okay. So that our focus this morning is on entrepreneurship. And of course, when you we talk about entrepreneurship, we're talking about um, the art of using materials and resources available to you to provide goods and services. Are you understanding me? That's what I mean by entrepreneurship. So you're able to use. Raw materials and resources available to you to provide goods and services for the benefit of your immediate environment or your community. So that that art is it just inborn, or is it learned? But let me say something to you first of all about how the human being was designed. God created man to be able to adapt to whatever society he finds himself in. Hallelujah. And the reason why man can cope, whether the place is cold or hot, whether the place is high, or low, is that thing in man the ability to learn hallelujah are you understanding me? the ability to learn so I'll just answer the question quickly and then i move on I'll say it this way entrepreneurship is both a gift and a skill are we together? It is both a gift and a skill. And because of that, everybody can be on the same page. Amen. Learning is God's way of making sure that nobody is left behind. Praise God. That's why you could hear people that, you know, someone say, oh, and this fellow um... Um, this fellow um, um, okay let's use let's use um, let me not go on that path Let's, let's stay with this now I said entrepreneurship is both a gift and also a skill it means that there are people truly that are born with a natural ability to turn water into wine Amen. They could come into this room and see an opportunity immediately. But beyond that, that ability can be learned. And so if you are here listening to me this morning and you are not sure if it is a natural ability, One thing you can be sure of is that you can learn it. Amen. You can learn it. You know, some of you have watched the movie Matrix. There are some movies that are not just movies. They are directions of where the world is going. There's another one. This the guy, Inception. 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 And they were toying with something that people already study. Let me explain what it is. Um, a fellow is writing, uh, is doing a study on the brain and nervous system and all that. What they are trying to find out is that, you know in Matrix, the guy was just a regular guy. You understand that? They, they downloaded martial art skills into him. Are you understanding me? Then he can now, all of a sudden, fight. All he has to do is to believe that that martial art skill, you know, will work. Are you understanding me? Then he begins to fight. He never learned martial art anywhere, it was downloaded. So, people are studying how humans can get to a certain age, for example, and walk into the driving institute and download driving into them. Are you understanding me? They're studying that. So the challenge now is the same way a computer can... uh, You can transfer information from one system to another. They're looking at that. Okay, now, let's look at the human system. How can we transfer this information like an app? Are you understanding? Into the human being and make him do so and so. So they're working on that. All right. Now, (laughs) they're (laughs) they're working on that. But you see you find that that thing that they are trying to do is what God has made man able to do. Where there are certain things that were not in you, abilities that were not in you, and you go through a process. What they are trying to do now is to short the process, alright? But you go through a process, and over a period of time, this skill set, let me call it a skill set, is imparted to you through knowledge. Am I communicating? And then now you can do that thing that you couldn't do before. Let's use driving for an instance. Just for a moment. There's hardly anybody that I know that was born already knowing how to drive. Are you understanding me? Everybody had to learn how to drive. And driving is not moving a car. Listen, anybody can move a car. A child can move a car. If the ignition is on, and um, let's assume it's uh, a manual transmission, you tell the child, step on the clutch and put the uh, gear, uh, engage the gear, the car is going to move. Are you understanding? So, the movement of the car Is not a function of anybody's age. But, what we mean by driving is coordinating yourself to do several things at the same time and you can be on the road with other vehicles and get from one point to the other. Are you understanding me? So, driving is an art or a skill. Are you understanding me? And the truth is that Everybody that started driving Had to learn it Am I communicating In the same way Entrepreneurship too can be learned Hallelujah How you can manage people money, things, this, that, that, that And produce, you can learn it Glory to God Because If If I also can, let me put it this way Even when somebody has a natural talent, the talent still needs to be polished with training. Amen. With learning. So you find that the one that has the talent and the one that doesn't have the talent, they both have to learn. The only difference is that the one that has the talent might not put in as much effort, are you understanding me? As the one that doesn't seem to have the talent. So whether there is talent or absence of talent, learning is a must. Glory to God. <laughs> learning is a must. You know, there are some people that can carry a tune, even from a, a childhood. You know, you say, sing a song and they just, they carry a tune. They just, you understand, know, it's natural. Just have a good voice, just like that. Under the age of five, they already sing it. Just, it just comes natural. But you find that even with that, let me give you this thing: they have to learn songs. Are you understanding me? They have to learn songs. That somebody can sing does not mean that he knows the national anthem. Are you understanding me? So, he's not just going to uh, hear the national anthem one time and sing it. No, he has to learn it too. Glory to God. And so the voice might be there, but the person also has to learn how to use the voice. Right. Praise God. Am I communicating? Alright, let's go back to our scripture. Look at what God was saying to them. He said, "I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee." That means that if you don't know how to profit, all right, God can teach you. Praise God! It is true that competence is a universal asset. Are you understanding me? When somebody knows when I mean competence, I'm talking about. being able to do something well. Hallelujah. That ability to do something well. Everybody wants to work with somebody that can do something well. There was a service we were having some time ago and I asked you a question. And I said if you were to board a plane and there were two people that were, you had to choose between two people to pilot the plane. And one comes up and starts speaking in tongues. And you understand, as he's speaking in tongues, you understand the power of God is filling the whole place. Then he says, But I've never driven a plane before, but ando, let's go. Then they say, See, this other guy, he's a Buddhist. He's an atheist, he doesn't even believe in God. But he has been manning planes for 25 years. He has, driven, um, he has manned a plane for Ronald Reagan. He has manned a plane for the Queen of England. He has manned a plane some time ago for Gowan. So now he wants to man, the plane. man this plane. The other one is speaking in tongues. I shake his body. Which one will you join? You are a Christian. You believe in the Holy Ghost. Why don't you join the one that is speaking in tongues? Because at that point, what you are concerned about, your safety in your mind is going to be dependent on someone that knows what he's doing. And so, you are going to go with competence. Listen, we always go with competence. We always follow the road of competence. We always align ourselves to competence. You walk into a hospital. And then... You're not feeling well. Just maybe malaria. And then a the doctor comes out with blood on his hand. You know? Then he starts asking you, I'm, see these two organs I'm holding? I don't know whether this one is the heart or the brain. Is this heart or is this brain? <laughs> <laughs> and he's showing you, you understand that? <laughs> And I said, Well, it doesn't matter whether it's heart or brain, I'll fix it anyway, it will work.
1: <laughs>
0: I and then he cleans his blood and says, Alright, you coming. Next. <laughs> 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 the moment it looks like the fellow doesn't know what he's doing, you become uneasy. Is that not so? The moment you feel like he doesn't know what he's doing. Whether we're going to go somewhere else. Anywhere you go. Anywhere you go. If you demand competence from anybody or any service or good you're you're interacting with. Then why should you expect that someone else should not demand for competence from you? Are you understanding me? Okay, you, you, you bought a taxi. Anytime you bought a taxi, you have submitted yourself to a driver. Are you understanding me? So it's is how good the driver is that determines a lot. So you you, you 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 enter a taxi, the guy now starts the car. As far you enter, then it starts the car and starts going back. says, ah, I won't make it go frontal. It seems going back. He so said, I don't know what's wrong with this car. This is going back. He said, no, we don't worry, we'll get there. Let's just be going. The problem is that the guy is moving. Which is you say, stop, 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 let me come down. Why? You say, this guy doesn't know how to drive. I told a story about how when my first son was um, of school age. And um, we had these neighbors that were already, they had children older than our kids. And then they're making a lot of noise about the school, their kids attend, how it was good, how it was, you know, you know, kind of, actually what makes others go to a school is what the parents that are already in the school say about the school. So okay, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. So we say, okay, let's see how the school goes. After all, um, it's pre, uh, pre-nursery, all right? So... Uh, we could give it a try it was not too far away it's within our roots those are things um, parents always look at for school runs so and then I, 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 I said something about going to the school to pick him and then I meet the teacher and then I said how was he in school today you understand that How did you... You know, when children go to school for the first time, they could cry. They could, you know, be distracted. They could participate, whatever. So it's natural for parents to ask so how did he do in school today? And they say, she did not cry. And I said, no, I'm talking about my son. Say, yeah, yeah. She did not cry. The first time, I thought it was just an oversight. But later I found out that this teacher doesn't know the difference between the pronouns. For a male, are <laughs> you understanding me? Mean, and a female, and that means which is incompetent. Are you understanding me? Mean. And I'm going to have my children around incompetent people. You understand I me? Mean. Because if incompetence it rubs off. Are you understanding me? Mean, it rubs off. Glory to God. You buy a phone, and maybe it's a phone that is so dear to you, wonderful phone. You put in a lot to buy that phone. Then the phone is acting up. And then you take it somewhere for someone to repair. And then, while you're waiting for him to fix your phone, someone's phone explodes in his hand. Then I says, this happens every day. At least one phone will explode every day. Alright, no problem. Don't mind. Bring your own, let me check what happened. Are you going to give the person your phone? Now, I'm saying this because you do it. Are you understanding me? So, let's reverse it now and ask, you are the one now that is offering the book service. You are the one now that is the repairer. You expect that people should come and patronize you When you're not competent. You know what want a found out about competence? Nobody, no matter how the bias, at the end of the day, overlooks it. Now, in society in developed world where you know the the, the societies run in such a way that they have a lot of options, you understand that? For example, um um, um, in the particular community they will have several people that do one, the same thing. Not one person that does it. You know, several people that do the same thing. But if you find that you are, you are good you are good. Are you understanding me? If you are good, you are good. If you are good, you are good. You see, the most difficult thing most of the time is to try to put a good man down. Are you understanding me? You are good, you are good. Of course, people could choose, you know, people could choose. (laughs) You know, somebody, someone invited me to speak somewhere, you know, and they invited someone else that I know, which was all of us supposed to be friends, you know, the person inviting us and the one that they invited and myself all speaking. So, I spoke the day after a friend of mine had spoken. And I didn't. I just came in there and I started sharing God's word with them. Then I, I shared some testimonies with them. And you know, th- there was a way they were responding, which I didn't understand until later. You know, you know, sometimes when you say something, somebody stand and say yes, and point at the other person, yes, yes. You know, so I didn't know what was going on. I just did my thing and left. So later, the organizers uh, and um, the host walked up to me and said, they want to send me the tape of the person that spoke before me. You know? So I said, yeah, okay, look, no, I'm not against listening to tapes. But when they told me why they want to send me the tape, I said, I don't think I want to hear the tape. You know, they said, no, no, we just want you to understand something. That, do you know that the same thing you did here today is the same thing the person did yesterday. That means the person is as competent as you are. Huh? But you know the difference was how you did it. They said, the person came, you know, it was a meeting where we were supposed to challenge people. He said, the person came but insulted all of us. But you said the same thing and we didn't feel insulted. He said, that's why we will never ever invite him again. So, yes, the case of competence now, but now character now differentiates. Cho- are you understanding me? But we choose, praise God, because they have options. They have options. <laughs> but today I, I, I don't focus on character, I won't stay with competence, alright? So, when we talk about entrepreneurship, we're saying that it's a skill that can be learned. You can learn to be competent in that area. Hallelujah. You know, some people just—I <laughs> um, 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 I, I have said it several times. Nigeria, the Nigerian factor in business, Nigerian factor in in trade, is where people put in little and expect so much. Some put in nothing, are you understanding me? And expect so much. So they can overpromise and underdeliver. Are you understanding me? Have you seen when somebody maybe you, you you want to paint a building. You understand that? And then you call a painter, or you, he say, ah, no problem. Well, I will paint it. I will I will sandpaper it. I will. He will tell you all the things he will do. You understand that? Then based on that, he will say, pay me a million. Then you say, please let me pay 800 uh, Then he said, No, pay me nine uh, fifty uh, because of you, because of you, because of you. As you were talking, a scripture came to my mind. Then you now agree for nine hundred and fifty. Then when it's time to do his job, he said, uh, where is the thing you say you're going to use the Sabbath? He said, the Sabbath is not really important. Even whether I stam it or not, it will come out fine. I waste gelatin, you say, You make it shine. Say said, Don't worry. It's not important. Now that he has collected money, he's not going to give his best. Are you understanding me? Anymore. So, at the end of the day, he's not competent. In my dealings with people in business, even in ministry and the business aspect of ministry, where we have to transact business people to offer us a service, I found that that there are very few competent hands. Hallelujah. Very few. Even amongst believers. And so, competence is not just a function of knowing the job it is also being loyal to the job. Hallelujah. You know that somebody can spoil business for other people. You know, there's a reason why everybody believes that mechanics behave like this. Because one mechanic has done it. You understand it? So everybody says, ah, it's a mechanic. That's how they are. So there might be a good one, but the bad ones have labeled all mechanics As the same that means that if the man that is a mechanic is doing his job he has to be loyal to that trade not to spoil the name of the trade are you understanding me if a lawyer is doing his job he has to be loyal to the trade it helps him to be competent he has to be loyal to the trade bishop david was said that of winner's chapel he said that some years ago when he was uh, many years back he was praying somewhere he went to one of a mountain to pray. You know, uh, sorry, um, yeah, so maybe mountain or somewhere to pray, close to a beach, um, a highland or some separate, secluded place to pray. I don't know whether it was in Lagos or it was in the north, where he was praying. But I guess it was Lagos because he said that, you know, those guys that wear white garments, you know. So it was, from where he was praying, He saw them carrying people to one place, collecting money from them, and doing their rituals. He said he was praying, but the thing was frustrating him as he was there. He was seeing them, you know, all those uh, uh, what my friend calls three D prophets, you know. And he was seeing them, so he came down and and scattered their whatever they are doing. Kick them! get, Get out of here! Get out! Say you are doing your own, you are, you are doing our own, why you disturbing? He said, get the truth, come get away, he chased all of them. He said, these are people that are spoiling our ministry. Amen. <laughs> he was doing it, that, now he's protecting the prophetic office. you understanding that. These are people that are spoiling. That means he's loyal to that. Are you understanding me? Are you with me? Whatever you do, maybe you're a drummer, you're a keyboardist, you're a singer. There are things you do that tarnish the image of that discipline. Of that sector. Are you understanding me? Well, that's, ah, that's how they all behave. Oh, all, yes, that's how all drummers behave. Oh, that's how all light people behave. Oh, that's how all... But it might not be so. Praise God. So, here... Let me focus on the competence part that... I just have about 10 minutes. Let me focus on the part that deals with how we become competent. Hallelujah. Because most of the time, they're like, I'm a pastor. I have to be good at what I do. What I do demands that I should be able to communicate knowledge in a usable way. Are you understanding me? So if I talk to you, and you can't use what I said, then I'm not effective. Glory to God. So I, I, I should be able to communicate. And so I have to learn how to communicate. I have to be competent in my communication. There are times where I'm talking to people. Maybe somebody working for me or doing something for me, I'm talking to them, and then uh, they now use the slang, you know, something that I don't know. And I said, what's the meaning of that? They explained to me. I said, okay, okay, okay. Then I've learned it. I found out that there are some settings I will go to where that if I say that people understand what I'm saying. Are you understanding me? Because I want to be able to communicate effectively all the time. So I have to be competent also in the information I am bringing. Not just how I deliver it. I could be good at communicating, but the information I'm communicating, I have to be. I have to be knowledgeable about what I want to share with you. So, someone cannot be a pastor and not know scriptures. You don't know where this is in the Bible. Where is, it? Oh, where is the scripture that says this? I don't know. Where is the You are not a pastor. You shouldn't be pastoring. Amen. <laughs> because it has incompetence. You should know your scriptures. You can't say you are pastoring and then you say, Oh, let's open our Bibles to the book of uh, Lamentations. You two are looking for Lamentations. Lamentation, lamentation, to lamentation, 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 lamentation. Let's check after revelation. Are you supposed to be a pastor? If you don't know your scriptures, what do you know? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Am I communicating? If you don't know your scriptures, what, what do you know? John Austin, the father of Joel Austin, he said, when he first started preaching, he didn't know so much. And most of the time, he used to mix up Bible stories. He used to mix up Bible stories. He could just be telling Abraham's story and enter another person. They say, something killed Goliath. When something killed Goliath, <laughs> some of you don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's not Samson that killed Goliath. It's David that killed Goliath. Some people didn't even get the joke until I said it You just mix anything in the Bible You understand that? Just mix anything Praise God Paul and Elijah were in the Philippian jail Paul and Elijah They prayed They sang <laughs> Paul and Elijah Did they miss You know, I, I love you where sometimes I'm telling my children a story. Um, I was telling my children a story not too long ago, just a few days back. And um, we're talking about, um, I'm trying to remember. Okay, I was trying to teach them about the Ark. And I was explaining to them the difference between Noah's Ark and the Ark of Tabernacle. And so I was explaining to them how, um, um, how the Ark came about and how it was moved from place to place. So we got to talk about somewhere. Because my focus was from first Samuel. And um, um, uh, uh, we got to the part where we were talking about um, the ark in the house of Obed-Edom. So, so well, I was talking, and I said, um, God called Samuel. I, I, I was talking about Samuel. So, I said, God called Samuel, and then the first time, called the second time. So, my children was saying, no, it was not twice, it was three times. So, we have to check the scriptures. Are you understanding me? <laughs> you know, because it, Now, if you're doing a Bible teacher, you have to be sure. Are you understanding me? So, I said, okay. Uh, Samuel was working with Eli. So, my daughter said, priest Eli. So I, I don't normally call him priest Eli. So, I said, yes, he's a priest. So, yes, priest Eli. He said, was he the one that didn't raise his children well? He had naughty children. I say, yes. That's <laughs> okay, you have gone their way, okay. <laughs> so, you, 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 you must be knowledgeable about what you do. Praise God. Okay? Uh, I, I promised I was going to end it this way. So, let me just try and finish it here. Now, um, I said entrepreneurship can be learned. That means that you could yield yourself to a program a training plan, whatever. You could study on your own. You could learn from somebody. There are many ways we learn. You could learn on the study somebody, you know, work for somebody, and learn how to be an entrepreneur. And you see, the methods that um, some of our brothers in the eastern part of this country have used that have been effective, and over the years, skill has been imparted from one generation to the other, is what they call apprenticeship. The purpose of apprenticeship is to bring you into a knowledge By direct learning. Are you understanding me? So, you see that they're not teaching you in a formal school, but you have what they call hands-on training. Glory to God. That means that the person, (coughs) um, his boss, is into electronics. Okay? And he does electronics business. He sells um, 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 systems. He sells um, television sets. He sells um, audio players and all that. He sells all those kind of things. Then, this boy comes to stay with him for three years. Praise God. And six, learning the job. The first year he might just be in the store, arranging things in the store, and never be in the place, in the sales room. Are you understanding me? The second year, he is now brought into the sales room. The third year he now is sent out to do interaction where they ship in their things. And after three years, he has touched all the departments of that business. So, by that interaction, the skill of running that kind of business has been passed across to him. A lot of Christians don't know how to submit to a business and learn through an a- apprenticeship. God brings around you people that can mentor you, amen, and impart certain skills that will be useful to you in your life after now. I've seen people that had the opportunity to work with somebody. They go there and then misbehave. So they are like the girl that was around her mother. And all she ever saw was that when the mother wants to cook a goosey soup, she has leaves, she has the melon grinded, the ground, 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 grounded melon. And then she has salt somewhere, she has meat somewhere. She said, ah, it's not all this things, I know how to cook. Then when she leaves the house, she discovers that she didn't wait to see how they mix it. So she does water for Gary first. <laughs> and mix the other. Then she thinks that if she just pours all things together. Okay. Are you understanding me? <laughs> That's how a lot of people left businesses. Because they didn't learn how they mix it. Amen? (laughs) They didn't learn how they mix it. Even there are some people that even uh, uh, get into ministry. You understand that? And they didn't learn anything. (laughs) Amen? See, let me explain something to you. I'm a pastor. This thing we're doing is not the pastoring. This one is preaching. It's not the pastoring. For me to be able to do this, the things I do so that I can do this, that's ministry. Are you understanding me? That's ministry. So if all you see is on Sunday, sit down, you think you have learned ministry, you will Jones. (laughs) You will Jones. Are you understanding me? Oh, say, oh, we have miracle service. He laid hands like this, he laid hands like this, he did like this. That's not ministry. Praise God. Ministry is not preaching at lay hands. Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. We do. I spend 80% of my time doing other things so that I can preach at lay hands. Are you understanding (laughs) me? So those other things are ministry. Am I communicating? So most of the time, some people don't submit to that learning process for those skills to be imparted to them. And what I wanted to say at the end was this, was that in our process of knowledge, there are four stages we go through, alright? In the process of knowledge, in acquiring knowledge and acquiring being competent, there are four stages we go through. And the first stage where we find ourselves is what we call uh, um, unconscious, let, let let me start this way. It's what you call a conscious incompetence. That's the first stage. No, unconscious incompetence. That's the first stage, sorry. Unconscious incompetence. What does it mean by unconscious incompetence? You don't know the thing. But you don't even know that you don't know it. Amen. You don't know how much you don't know. Let's assume now, I say, I want to uh, say, Can you set microphone? You say, I can't set it now. So put it on, it's not. Then I bring the manual of 24 basic steps of microphone setting. Where you see it 24? Before I bring that man out to show you You thought you know, Amen So you are unconsciously incompetent So you don't know that you don't know Praise God But when I show you the book You start looking through chapter 1 They mention one thing that you've never heard before in your life Chapter 2 They mention another thing you now get to chapter fifteen. They now talk about basics of equalizing. <laughs> you say, "I've not heard that one before." Is this physics <laughs> or is my microphone setting? Are you understanding me? Then they talk about frequencies. They talk about ah ah. Then you enter the second stage, conscious incompetence, where you now know that you don't know. You know there are many people that never even come to that second stage because their big head does not allow them. Amen. You understand that? Pride doesn't allow them to come to the place where they don't even know that they don't know. It's true. It's true. In every aspect. In every aspect. At my people. So, the second stage is where uh, maybe next week I'll elaborate on It's so, where we are conscious that we are incompetent. We are not conscious that we are incompetent. Because we have seen all the things we don't know. And the truth is that if you don't move from stage 1 to 2, just like entrepreneurship, we are talking about entrepreneurship now. The first stage in that entrepreneurship is that you don't even know what you don't know. You say, ah, <laughs> is it not to sell the tax card? What is there? I beg. Is it not to, uh, uh, is it not to just put the beads, put the beads, put the beads there? Is it not to, you know... <laughs> You know, it could even be um, 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 baking. It could be. Uh, it's not just to take a flour mix. It, uh, uh, it's not. By the time you poison, like three people. Yeah, they will not say, ah, yeah, this, good. All the cakes you make, after that, after they eat the cake, many people get sick. You know. <laughs> because if you don't come to that stage of conscious. Incompetence, you will not learn the next, you won't be able to learn. You won't be able to learn. You have to be conscious that you don't know it. Then you have the third stage, where we call it the stage of conscious competence. What does conscious competence mean? Mean now you have learned something, and you have known what you learned. Eh? But when you want to do it, you have to follow what you, they say. They said, have you seen when someone they say um, three steps on how to own so so so? It's okay. Step one, plug this. I have plugged it. Step two, that's conscious competence. Are you them? Step two, step three. Yes, you are making sure that you are following the sequence, so you won't make a mistake. That's how you do it. Maybe they say, oh, it could be singing, it could be doing so, whatever. They say do it like this. So you keep your neck, that's way. you're doing it. could be driving. Have you seen people when they're driving they're looking at the gear? One. You yes, understand that? One. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, they say, Left, look left, look like, look like. Just like crossing the road, you yes, understand that? When you are at that stage of conscious competence, you know, they say cross the road, you say left, look left, look right and left again, then you cross. You understand that? That's conscious competence. The final stage is unconscious competence. That means the skill has been imparted. Unconscious competence is what makes somebody he has crossing the road he doesn't say left, right from his mouth, but he does it without even knowing he has done it. Are you understanding me? Eh? He might cross five roads. He could even be singing. You understand that? he's not he may not even remember that he did it but he did it, praise God are you understanding me? glory to God and so when we learn, we want to learn and get to the place where we are unconsciously competent praise God amen are we together? unconsciously competent if I was teaching on how to communicate or communication skills, I could tell you a lot of things and say, oh, in communication these are the basics. Um, your speech, um, your, your gestures. Uh, I could just tell you all different ways of communicating. I could teach you. And when I, if I teach you that, because you just learned it, you will try to be doing the things you were told. But now, I might have put... Different preaching styles all in one. Are you understanding me? As I'm talking here now, I've done maybe five different things. And I'm not conscious of what I'm doing because it has now become part of me. Are you understanding me? So it is an unconscious competence. <laughs> Some time ago, yeah, okay, let me put this. just like you're telling somebody that when you preach, right? Sometimes the reason why you move is to hold attention. Because when I move, your eyes will follow me. It keeps you, your brain working. Are you understanding me? If not, some of you would have slept. Are you understanding me? So if I move like this, your eye will follow me. Are you understanding me? So you're still, you're active. I'm keeping you active as I'm talking. So imagine me. I'm not teaching someone. I say, look, when you preach, do like this. I say, okay. I say, so now say the thing I want to say today is that today. <laughs> what he's doing at that time is he's, he's conscious. Are you me? He's conscious. You know, he's competent, but he's conscious of what he's doing. He We're calculating. Uh, two minutes. Okay. Then I move. Yes, <laughs> are we together? But now, that same thing, somebody is doing it. Say, What I'm trying to say, now watch. Look, let me put it this way. Uh, you, are, you woke up two times. Are you understanding <laughs> me? Glory to God. So he's unconscious. Is unconscious. Praise God. Heaven bless. You can reach Hallelujah. us by email on info at face 2 org or call us on 234 You are big, blessed, and loaded.